A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online. And built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. We're in the rugby dungeon, and for the first time uh, on the, in the rugby dungeon, we are currently. Of course, this means nothing to you if you're just listening to the podcast, but we are streaming live on Facebook, right? Yeah, we are on Facebook Live. Um, yeah, I think we are. Yeah, it says live, so that. All be... right. So in future, I'll have a, generally it'll be on a Wednesday night. Uh, Wednesday. Why Wednesday? did I say Wednesday? Where did I get that from? No idea. Generally, it'll be on a Sunday night. Uh, but make make sure I'm having a breakdown uh, live live on the pod. Um, you do not want to know what goes on in the rugby dungeon on a Wednesday oh, night. Oh God, no! That's when the mirror Facebook and the Facebook Live to be on. That's when the mirror, the tripod, and the cameras in here, isn't it, Jay? <laughs> the mirror, the tripod, and the camera sounds like the start of a great joke. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so in future, just generally speaking, on a Sunday night, and we'll start put, bobbing little tweets out on Facebook. Uh, messages to let you know but uh, we might well be uh, you can watch it as we do the podcast you can see how the sausage is made whether that's a how the fudge is packed (laughs) come and have a look whether that's a good thing or not you can make up your own mind but uh, hands in pod on three one two three pod Pod. alright this is a podcast about rugby the sport we love Just waiting for there we go. I'll carry on talking now. Uh, this is what we love, but we don't take it or ourselves too seriously. But we are just three massive rugby fans. We're here to talk about rugby, and thank you very much for listening. I'm Tim. That's JB. Hello, Tim. Uh, that is Phil. Hello, Tim. Uh, you, you are listening, I'm sure, on I- Acast or iTunes. Hopefully, you've subscribed there, and then every eb- episode will be delivered straight to you. You don't even have to think about it. And uh, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to leave a review on iTunes, we would be very, very appreciative. Uh, it really does help, and hopefully, it would only be a moment out of your day. And you're more like more than like to get one read out as well if it's as entertaining as some of these Rory O'Neill five stars three chaps as good at podcasting as Miles Benjamin is at, was at hitting rucks yeah world there we class go. Um, and David J Terrace mercy me good podcast and this is in reference to the clips we played last week from the old school Jonah Lomu game the old Bill McLaren and Bill Beaumont uh, commentary just have that in your mind he says mercy me this is a good podcast you may have to dig like a demented mole to find it on iTunes, but once you do, you'll be celebrated on the streets tonight. Uh, I quite like if that. If you don't like it, you're one of a kind. This <laughs> 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 is very good. And uh, Gadney, I discovered this podcast about a year ago. It's my listening highlight of the week. JB has some dodgy opinions. He's a prime candidate for playing the Scarecrow in a rugby remake of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, oh hang on. What does that even mean? Uh, I've, ne- I've never seen Wizard of Oz. Is that the one that doesn't have a heart or doesn't have a brain? Uh, the, no, the, li- the lion doesn't have a heart. No, the lion. The I just said you're more, you're more, you're more likely to be a lion. Yeah, Tin Man, the lion. Tin Man doesn't have a heart. A Tin Man doesn't have a heart. The lion Lions doesn't have courage. Lions. Yeah, he's a scaredy cat. Huh. Yeah. So you're. Kind so of that's a- Phil with his uh, Phil with your love of safety, health and safety, and player welfare. You're you're the lion. Definitely. Um, I think I'd. 
I think JB would actually be the one without a heart. Yeah, I think so. I and think so. under brain. Uh, no, Phil, <laughs> Phil is pretty heartless, though, to be fair. He's very uh, analytical, cold. Yeah, facts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact, fact based. I just yeah. like to get everything aligned. I like to know the facts <laughs> first. <laughs> well, you, we, well let's, let's, make, let's have that in the back, bubbling away in our minds. Maybe you can tell us who would play what role uh, in a remake of The Wizard of Oz. I like to, maybe I'd be Dorothy. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, at Rugby Podcast, you can find us on Twitter. Leave a review on iTunes. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the semi finals of both European competitions. We're going to be looking ahead to some big domestic rugby. Uh, there's been super rugby going on. Uh, we also had St. George's Day as well. Phil's prepared a little rugby social game and uh, much more besides. So, which game would you like to kick off with then? Because, Phil, you've watched all the semi-finals. I've watched oh, three oh. out of four. Yeah, i watched all four. Mm. And quite a lot of Super My girlfriend's been away this weekend, so I've been just watching rugby pretty much. <laughs> with a couple of gym sessions. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and what else, Phil? And uh, <laughs> What else have you been doing with all your... Some, t- cooking some briskets. Yeah. Nice. Anything else? And what else in the privacy wrote? Oh, whatever. No. We, know, we know what's been doing. You've been... Nothing, nothing else. Um, nothing else at all. How about the game that's freshest in our minds? Uh, the game we've just finished watching, as we come came straight down from full time. Uh, Leicester blowing it against Racing Dan Dean Carders, Racing ninety two. They mm. they almost came back in the last few minutes, but for seventy seven minutes of the game, they were awful. Yeah, they just could not keep hold of the ball. They'd make a kind of half break or put a couple of phases together, and then just knock it on every single time. Which was only kind of, uh, well, the only reason that Racing didn't run away with it is because they did exactly the same most of the mm. time. They knocked it on almost as many times as Leicester did. Uh, Richard Cockrell's face, at, like with about 10 minutes to go, was just a bit, every time it cut to him, he was just laughing. I think that it was either he's going <laughs> to laugh or he's going to cry. Yeah. Because uh, their back line has been so sharp uh, for, m- for most of this season. And they played like some guys who never played rugby yeah. before never thrown it, a ball about it was very much to me like um, I didn't think what, what's that noise oh it's your, my phone your right, phone sorry. of course um, <laughs> uh, it felt very much to me like Tigers were going to match up terribly and the first two minutes uh, I thought the Tigers were going to get absolutely smashed when uh, Rock uh, Rock Ma- Coco yeah. Uh, yeah now does anyone Rock else think through. that Tigers need a complete rebuild I mean they're halfway there and I know that they're, they're heading a completely different direction to what they were only two years ago and I, I like what they're doing but they just seem like a complete and utter a, a complete and utter mix well, they've got a, well that's it they've got a foot in both camps haven't yeah. they the, which is I would think think back a couple of years and they're they're, they're they're like wasps have undergone that same transformation haven't they well the, the back line I think you've got to be pretty happy with the back line the, yeah. the signings have been superb too long he coming back although I've not really seen much of him in the game just gone um, you know they do look sharp and I think Aaron Major's influence on how they play is brilliant the pack though now we've got two scrimmaging props one of which I addressed last week Dan Cole I do not think is world class and Ayurtza I believe is, an, is now a declining player no, uh, you you think it's more to do with Thacker, but I, I disagree. Um, yeah, it's, it, well, it's interesting that uh, Cockrell's comments. He does actually recognise that there is a problem scrummaging because of the size difference between Thacker and hmm. the other two. Um, but uh, those two are good; they're international caliber props. Well, the, yeah, yeah, they are. They are good props. And Manapola off the bench. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and Manapola. But then you have got the second row. Now these second row are much more athletic than uh, second rows in. Um, in previous Leicester teams, and the back row is fairly athletic, until you put in a Petit Fenua, who is just a huge man. But he doesn't seem... They all seem to have different... They all seem to belong to different packs. So, like, the, like the front row... Uh, the two props are there from a you know, big, 
old-fashioned Leicester pack. Yeah. Like the two second rows look like they've come straight from Super Rugby, and then you've got a petty Fanua. It sounds like the, the start of, these, of a Hollywood film. This ragtag bunch yeah. of misfits <laughs> came together with one aim in mind. Uh, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I, I think, like you say, it's uh, it's um, an evolution of Leicester, and I just wonder whether Richard Cockrell will be part of that evolution or not. No, uh, well, I semi final is probably going to yeah, make, make top four. You know, when the season is over and they have a look at it and they go, "Well, a semi final on paper, he'll look like he's had a good season." And they'll hold on to top four in the Premiership, definitely. Well, not definitely. They There's should a good chance. They should do. It's, it's theirs to lose. They're six points clear of Sale, Sale. who are currently in fifth with I, two games to go. I'll tell you one person who was glad it, it kind of ended in the way it did that game between Leicester and <laughs> Dinkada's Wrestling 92. I know uh, who you're going to say. That was referee Nigel Owens. God. Who, who, well, he didn't even disallow a try. He, he didn't allow Juan Imhoff uh, to, to go through for a perfectly legal try. He did disallow a try that was correct because yes. of the forward pass, but... He let it play on for so long that you thought that he shouldn't have gone back for the forward pass. Yeah, exactly. But, but the Imhoff try, I mean, Imhoff is five yards from the try line. Why not just let him drop, dot the ball down? Yeah, and why not? This is the other thing. Why did they, why did they not give the ball to Rassing? I don't understand that. He said that... Because he said he blew up when Leicester was still in possession of the ball. But he didn't, though, did he? Well, he yeah. kind of didn't know. So, again, it was yeah, just another just poor... It was, it was a nice little half break and then just a really poor pass again, which, which was symptomatic of Leicester the whole game from, from Peter Beetham, who was otherwise very good. Um, but, yeah, he would have been... And then when Leicester did score and brought it yeah. to back within three, Nigel Owens would have been bricking it. Yeah. Yes. Because that could have been... Well, that, a bit, a bit a, of a black mark on his um, pretty unblemished record. It but, was a, it was a fourteen point decision in, yeah. in the context of the game. It, it just doesn't quid. JB know. Yes. Cost me forty quid. <laughs> Furious about the whole thing. Um, at least we know who Saracens are going to beat now because I've got Saracens as firm favourites after after, after seeing seeing today's game. If Racing play like they did for the first two minutes, then yep. they can win. If they play like they did for most of the other 78 minutes, then I'm 100% with you. Uh, in, before we move on to the Saracens-Wasps uh, game, I, I just want to, wanted to mention Austin Healy and his, his little comment before the game. Now, what he was saying is, Juan Imhoff is an amazing player. Uh, the language he used on the television made me laugh. He said, my advice to Leicester is, they've just got to whack him off. <laughs> whack <laughs> him off. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I think maybe in the showers afterwards, Oz, if that's what you want to do. Oh, but, uh, Tim. Oh, I'm Tim. not sure that's highly legal. It, just, it made me... Is made that absolutely legal? Um, <laughs> two consenting adults in the privacy of the, uh, <laughs> in the Nottingham City ground uh, yeah. showers. Go for it. Uh, but other observations, Chris Mazzoe, huge hits. There was another thing, quite a few people have tweeted us. I didn't notice this during the game, but uh, quite a few people have tweeted us saying... They were disappointed that it appeared that Austin Healy was condoning, said some players should have faked head injury or something along oh, those yes. lines. Yeah. Did he have a head injury to, it was, to it Freddie was Burns? Freddie Burns, yeah. he was saying that it would be good. I don't, I don't think he was condoning. I think he said it would be good if you could get him off for a head injury to give him time to recover, Yeah, get to half time, you got the extra 10 minutes and all that. Uh, he, he wasn't. He wasn't explicitly saying fake an HIA, which I think I saw the other week in a Premiership game. Incidentally, yeah. I think I it's saw like, a fake a fake HIA. It's a bit like the old uh, Bloodgate, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that kind of scenario. Um, but yeah, I've, no dangerous, <laughs> dangerous ground. But storm, storm in a teacup, maybe on that one. Um, yeah. So then, Saracens wasps. So, oh, je- well, so sorry, well, just to summarize. Yeah, yeah, go on. Saracens wasps. Um, 
Joe Joe Rokokoku. When he finally retires, it'll probably be a bit for well, for me anyway. It'll be like Prince dying. I already I already <laughs> thought that he was dead. Um, like I, I thought that this guy had retired ages ago, but he looks great. He does look great. Well, he went somewhere else in France, didn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he was like in lower leagues. Bayonne. He went to Bayonne for. I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page for four years from 2011. Uh, He's a Rolls Royce of a player. Oh. Well, well, no, look, not even a Rolls Royce. He's obviously gone wrong what? at some point in his career. Because what? No, I mean, like injuries or something. Oh, sorry. What's up with you, Phil? I've just. Do you know how old he is? I'm guessing he's mid 30s, right? 37. Uh, he's 32, according to Wikipedia. What? <laughs> How many, wow. how many, how many all black caps has he got? 61. And he's played, what, five or six years in France? So 68. This is his sixth, years, sixth year in France. So he came, he went to France in, when he was 26. Uh, yes. Yeah, according to, according to Wikipedia. Is that, is that like that American football? There's a, sorry, not American football. There's a high school, one of the highest oh, tipped yeah. high school basketball player. Who's allegedly 30. <laughs> who's, who's playing with 16 year olds and was tipped to be a future NBA <laughs> first, well, first round if pick. He, if he carries on developing 30. through to the NBA, uh, through to NBA <laughs> he, might, he, may, he might still make it. You don't know. <laughs> who was that? Uh, was it Joseph Manala or someone who played, who was a Lazio youth player? Oh, he looks who like looked 40. About, they were, they were, his, his own father came out and said he's 30. 36th birthday was a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another one. Um, it's a bit shady when they get their first passport. But, like, no, I, I, I know with um, some guys that came over to play rugby, I know there was always eyebrows raised and suspicious looks when people said their ages when some of the when some some people from far afield came over to play uh, rugby. Yeah. Well, um, I'm pretty convinced that in uh, the world of rugby league, Stanley Jean is at least 60. At least. <laughs> he only retired about three years ago. Yeah. He? There is what well, I'm not going to name him because it'll be embarrassing, but one guy that I played uh, county, southwest, and south of England rugby with in the back row. He was in the back row with me. And he, I then remember seeing his name playing for Worcester under 21s. When I when we were both twenty five, he went back. <laughs> he went back and pretended he was nineteen or twenty and played through the whole twenty ones when he was twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, wow. twenty five. God, Why? this guy's developed. Why? Because he was. I don't know. He just was living out his dream. He 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 got close to the Worcester first team at one point Goodness by the so. age of twenty. But he was twenty five, twenty six. <laughs> That's odd. That's very yeah. odd, yeah. isn't it? Anyway, I won't name him. Good. Don't name, name him. Uh, he's, he, he, went, he then went back to play for his hometown of Henley. That's all I'm right. going to say. Henley, Henley Hawks. Henley Hawks. Get, on, yeah. get on to it. Who Henley I think Hawks. he still plays for. Anyway, that's I've said enough. <laughs> I'm saying no more. He's a flanker. Uh, say he no is more. a flanker, isn't he? Say yeah, no yeah, more. Flanker. Say no more. He's the same age as Tim. Say no more. Henley say, Hawks. Saying no more. Yeah, I'll, no I'll send more. you some stash if you out him on Twitter. Right. <laughs> So Leicester sort of blew it, self imploded, couldn't yeah. couldn't catch a rugby ball. It was yeah, probably one of the worst semifinals I've seen. It, it was poor it, ever, really. It was not pretty. It was, was poor. Um so Rass- Dan Carter's Racing ninety two will be playing a to- uh, a and friends. Yeah. Do you know where the final is? Prize winning Marrow. Is it Barcelona? Is it, is it Leon? No, no yeah, Bar- Leon. Barcelona's a top, yeah. top fourteen. Really Leon? It, is Leon. Yeah. it is Leon. Yeah. In fact I want to go to both of them. How how close are they like week after is it like, is it like f- 13th or 14th of May? Yeah, like it's early. It's within two or three weeks. The, the, uh, I'd they've, love... they've changed it. Now they've changed the structure from Heineken Cup. They're not back-to-back, the two finals, like yeah. they used yeah. to be. Yeah. They're about two or three weeks apart in May. Yeah. Very nice. I would love to go to that. Yeah, mm. me too. That would be good. That would be really good. 
Well, did anyone see? Um, it's changing completely now. Did anyone see? Um, Crusaders versus Hurricanes. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, that's really fine. Let, let's just ju- let's jump the ta- tangent. Well, let's let's jump into Super Rugby. Let's because, do it. Because uh, because this semi final wasn't wasn't great, uh, and the game between the Hurricanes and the Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm not even sure that was rugby. Actually, it was. They have developed it to s- such a level. Uh, I don't even recognise what I'm watching. It's it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. That was an incredible game. 28-29 it there, finished. There was one passage uh, of play which lasted for four minutes. Yeah, the core, the core skills that were so lacking in that Leicester Racing game yeah. were was just... Players don't even don't even look like they're trying. It's just so oh. innate. It it seems innate. You can set your watch by the time of the rucks. You know they go down one two gone. One, part two, part gone. of that one, is there's, there's just they don't bother competing. They just go. Oh, let's fan out and yeah. yeah it's, it is a diff- it's a different Completely mentality. Different yeah. Um, it's kind of a bit more like rugby league in that, that, that sense. That's what Saracens do. They leave the ruck alone. Fan out off the line. Fan out off the line. But the speed of the ball is just incredible. Uh, I I don't think I've seen a game that good for years. Hurricanes Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great game. It was. Uh, as was uh, the Sun Puppies versus the... The Crack Hounds. Kitty, kitty Cats. Uh, F- fire uh, Dogs. Fire yeah, Puppies. Fire Dogs. Sun, sun, pap- sun Wolves, Sun Puppies. Are we ready to announce now that the wheels are well and truly off the Haguar Hez? Can we announce Haguar Haguar Hez. Yeah. Um, well and truly off. They yeah. don't do anything well it seems uh, outside <laughs> of the international playboys but they they even so in this game they seem to revert away from the tactic they've been following all season which is run it from everywhere and offload everything mm-hmm. and they actually tried to put some structure in but they can't even do that against a team that just conceded 90 plus points to the fifth best team in the south african conference two yeah wow well, here's the thing. When, after the first game, I was like, "These boys are serious. They're yeah. they're going to be a real, real str- struggle to beat, especially at home." No, pretty simple actually. Pretty straightforward. Uh, after the first game, yeah. they did very well for that. I think they came back from like twenty points or something. Yeah, incredible. They took the Chiefs, who I've just been lauding uh, a few seconds ago, to about a game within three points. Western Enough Force. Western over. Force was the same, isn't this? Just what happens when you expand? It might take some time. Uh, Rebels, Rebels were the same. Yeah, but yeah. I tell you what, Rebels was saying. Everyone was so Western excited. All they got Sippers, the they got Gareth Delve, they got these exciting yeah, players, but, and they really but didn't. No, but no didn't one work. has had as much money pumped into them. I mean, I don't know what the actual monetary figure is, but all those players are in. We've I mean, basically got a whole international squad, so it's not like you just got players and you put them together and hopefully they'll go well. You've actually bought a whole. You've just got an international team. They all know each other. They've all played together. They've come off a World Cup. Just, I think it's just. I think it's maybe that they've come off a World Cup. They're just partying. And just it, it's just having a great time. I have no That's what doubt it seems that they party. Like. It does seem like that. <laughs> I mean, imagine how hard they're going to party when they start winning. <laughs> and this, it, and it will happen. This was this was a great game. I loved the atmosphere in the stadium. Every time the the Sunwolves, every time there was a scrum, and every time they made a line break, there was kind of the howls. Ow! Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Which. I don't think I'd get into it if it was in any other country in the world other than Japan. Was it played in Japan or was it one of the Singapore games? Uh, it was in Japan. Nice. It was good. And they played some really good stuff. Uh, 2CPC, who's playing at 10, controlled it really well, kicked really well. Uh, and I was <laughs> so pleased when they, they scored the final try to kind of seal victory in the last minute. It was superb. Uh, those Jaguars need... I don't know what, what it is. They don't need any... Haguarev. Hag, sorry, my bad. Haguars. <laughs> there you go. They need some coaching, is what they need. They need something, don't they? They need someone to 
coach because it's not leadership because they've got Augustine Creevy, who's the Argentinian captain who's yep. a great player got the Argentinian the, captain. but he's trying to control a load of tanned well, wealthy playboys as you say the pack looks is, great I mean, yeah, just yeah. So looks great. They, they look great they, they wear yeah. that they don't get changed afterwards or they have a fresh bit of stash to wear leaving the ground because it looks that tall, good they're like I'm the going out tan. on the town in this kit <laughs> uh, by the way a kit which we can't get which we'll come into later. Oh, right, yes. we'll come to later. We, okay, we've tried cool. everything to, to get one of these kits. We can't get one. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back. Before we jump back to the other semi-final in the European Cup and the Challenge Cup, and we talk about the Pro 12, there's been quite a bit of talk about the structure and the future of the Pro 12, so we'll be covering that off. Uh, it was St. George's Day. Was uh, early this week, 23rd of April. Uh, it was quite funny because I worked at... Or 24th of April? 23rd of April. Uh, it was yesterday. 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 Saturday. Saturday. So I, I, I worked at, at the Man City game... Uh, there and it's quite funny that St George's Day was the day that Man City picked as their kick it out racism awareness day the Saint, Saint George's Day which I didn't I didn't like but fine it's funny that it just says probably more about football than anyway I'm not going to go into sorry I'm <laughs> very confused where's this going well no it's Saint George's Day but I'm going to so what I Saint, out, uh, are you saying St George's Day is the traditional celebration uh, celebration day for racists? No, it's ironic. It out. Yes, I'm saying I'm saying that some people have uh, in England have um, commandeered the day, and actually we oh, shouldn't really? we shouldn't have like pa- to... pandered to it and gone. Let's have a racism awareness day on St George's Day. That... Uh, so this this is common in your circle of friends, a racist St George's Day party. <laughs> No, but it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty widely held opinion, isn't it? That, I have no idea. I've, I've I, not I, heard that. I didn't that, actually, that, I didn't actually that know. That the, uh, the St George's Cross has been sort of taken as a symbol of uh, no. well, nationalism, yeah, have, extreme nationalism. The sy- symbol of nationalism, yes. Okay, Ex- fine. And, I know that. And, yeah, and, yeah. I, anyway. I, yeah, I, let's let's I get actually, back on to Let's get back yes, on. St George's. I, I put out on Twitter, and thank you very much for your help, at Rugby Podcast, a George 15 players... Uh, in, so these name, racist players that yeah racist racist <laughs> players <laughs> the most racist team we could think of and uh, Joe Marler uh, number one <laughs> <laughs> joke <laughs> joke uh, right um, no a team of Georges so here we go I'll run I'll run I'll run down <laughs> down the team we're not gonna I just give up should we just forget this no no no, run, no, 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 no. Team, this is this is podcasting gold please continue <laughs> there, there has genuinely been uh, an astonishing level of commitment on, on Twitter and response to this and, and Facebook right. so it's, it's very good props were difficult so if you can help us with props called George or surname or first name then we need some help but at the moment we've got Worcesters or once a Worcester or it's still a Worcester I'm not sure George Porter uh, Hooker Jamie George but there was Shooter and McGuigan as well George Graham mm-hmm. or George uh, Hunter the, the Glasgow prop with yeah. tight head options I Sec- did, did also see George Burgess albeit he's a rugby oh yeah player. good shout Georgian props if you run out oh that's that's a great shout. Yes. So George. I'm sure there's some uh, George. Yeah, we'll just get any, yeah. any generic Georgian prop. Um, second row, George Cruz. Yep. And George, in brackets, Doddy Weir was a lock. Oh, his, first, his, real, his real name's George. Right? Yeah. Oh, good night. But there was well George Merrick, there's George Robson. Robson. Yes. Uh, he was good on Friday night, by the way. He was, yeah. As a pundit on uh, he P- was. BT Sport. Uh, back row of George Whitelock. From yeah, Crusaders, Crusaders, one of the White Lock, one of the four. Open side, George Smith. Number eight, George Stowers. Good, good, yeah. Uh, Half backs, George Greig and George Ford. Nice. And a back line, George North, George PC, George Low. Um, and then fourteen and fifteen struggled a little bit. Moala from the Auckland Blues. Jordan, no, not know totally him. familiar with him. Uh, Watkins of Bristol. 
George Watkins, oh, okay. probably in the Premiership next year, possibly. Possibly. Uh, yeah, I put a little asterisk next to that. It's, it's Bristol. Let's wait and see. <laughs> and uh, but the, my favourite one that was mentioned by Rawls on Twitter was a, a an ex. He did some good digging on Wikipedia and found George Clutterbuck, which is one of my favourite <laughs> surnames ever. That is good. A for, uh, is that former forward for Gloucester? Former Gloucester winger. Yeah. Yeah. Which, no, it was a flanker. Uh, George Clutterbuck. Yeah, because I think he's uh, wing I, fullback or wing centre. I thought he's wing forward, uh, which would be a flanker. George Ayub to referee, and uh, and a quick mention for Ronan Fitzgerald, who said Mamuka George Godza, which I thought was one of the lamest puns <laughs> that it deserved to be mentioned. And Mark Thomas, who said George Osborne uh, one or three, because we were struggling with props. No idea whether yep. whether the Chancellor has played rugby, but I'd love to see him mashed in a scrum. Pretty sure he hasn't. And George W. Bush from Harvard, he has. He, he has. He's, he's, a, he's, he's in fact one. Getting an interview with George Bush on rugby would be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> that would be a proper coup, that. Wouldn't, wouldn't it just? Um, <laughs> anyway. Just a quick one, right? Yeah. George Clutterbuck, uh, wing forward. Does anyone understand the position, the, the positions in New Zealand rugby when they talk about... Three quarters. Yeah, three quarters, five, ten, First five, eight. First five, second five, eight. eight. I, I, does anyone understand that? Because I, I don't. And I've, I've asked people to explain it to me. I First, five, eight. First five, eight is scrum half. Yeah, but why is why? it called five second eights? five eight fly half? But no, I don't know. There's, there's only seven. There's eight forward seven. Five backs. eight, five eight. Five I know eight it's weird, eights. isn't it? I just have no idea, and I have asked New Zealanders Eights, to explain maybe? it to me, and they do, and it still makes no sense. No, I no idea. The scrum halves get called scrum half, dummy half. Or is that a rugby league term? That's a rugby thing. Yeah, that's a rugby scrum league term. The hooker's the dummy half. Oh, that's it. You got a hooker. They kind of go left and right in rugby league a lot of the time, don't they? All right. Yeah. Well, if none of us know, then I, pre- I I wouldn't mind betting that quite a lot of people don't know. So, can somebody who does know let us know at rugby podcast on Twitter? Um, get in touch with us, however, and tell us what, why, why are the the, the three quarters in Southern Hemisphere rugby called as they are, or yeah. may, might even just be New Zealand, and Australia. I'm not sure if South Africa and do as, the same. As no, I got... think it's only New Zealand. I'm sure it's only New Zealand. No, Australia New definitely. New Zealand, Australia, Australia definitely. Yeah. I think of it as, but it might be wrong. But I... Australia have the same term for their for their rugby league halfbacks uh, as well. It's to do with that then. Uh, I don't think it's a rugby league thing. I will say this though: um, rugby union. You said left and right. They're starting to use left right left right centres in defence. For the centres, yeah, for the centres, and they'll start in, in defence, going left, left, right, and right side fields. You see it with the forwards packs. You see yeah. group, two groups of four, and you kind of split up uh, two of your best ball carriers on on either side. And, and when you scrum, you generally put the if you have the traditional like enforcer and athletic second row, you put the enforcer on the right generally behind, behind the tight the head. head. No, that makes the extra, sense. The extra weight behind the tight yeah. head. Well, a connect go with. Two forwards yeah. on, on one extreme, four in the middle, and two two on two on the other, on the other extreme. Well, that's, that's, that's actually how Leicester play. That they put yeah. their they put a back row on each touchline, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of teams, well, wasps play as well. A little, uh, no less so, but yeah. 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 It's, it, it's all evolving rather it's fast. About, yeah, it is. Because then then you can have the confidence to go wide and still have someone there to tidy up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I mentioned wasps briefly. Let's quickly get into Sarri's wasps yes. semi final. Yeah. Again, really poorly attended for a, for a European Cup semi-final. Which is very strange for Wasps, who have been doing well with crowds of, of yeah. late. And, and Saracens, it's on their doorstep, really. Yeah, I just don't think Saracens are a big club. Just I think around. that's what it comes down to. Um, I mean, they've got all the success in the world. They're great to watch, I think. Um, they've got a, they've got a new stadium. They just can't seem to generate the fan base, for whatever reason it may be. Yeah, I, I do agree with that With the, in terms of the fan base. With that said, though... They have uh, sold out 
eighty plus thousand at, at Wembley this yeah. year. Yeah, for Saracens. Yeah, uh, well, Saracens Harlequins. Yeah, so that might be Harlequins rather, rather than Saracens. Well, it was Saracens home fixture, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it's it is interesting. I'm I'm not. It is interesting, and also having been having worked at a couple of Saracens games this year, that it's quite impressive the whole setup when you're actually there. I think it's ten thousand. It feels pretty full, but you realise before the game when I got there like four hours before kickoff, you realise there is several thousand young rugby players and parents already there from like nine in the morning oh, uh, right. on a game a day because they have a full because of the pitch they can have a full day of. Uh, tournaments, games beforehand, yeah. and then stick around, watch the game afterwards. Oh, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, they all try. I mean, in fairness to them, they're trying everything to generate numbers. It just might be because of move location again that they just need to, you know, have a bit of bit of stability. Because they've been everywhere from Vicarage Road. Well, Watford was terribly attended mm. there. So. Yeah, I went to a game at Watford. I went to watch uh, the debut of Andy Farrell. Wish I never went. Awful game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, onto the game itself, and you, you mentioned him earlier. But um, prize, hashtag prize-winning Marrow, uh, he he looked imperious again. Every stage that he gets challenged with, he he looks comfortable. He does and yeah. winning man of the match awards again. Right. Unreal again. Unreal. Uh, I don't. Know. It's hard to figure out what is his most impressive attribute. Is his ball carrying? His work around the rook, his defence, his poetry and his poli- political <laughs> nous. Uh, I, his I, line-out work is exceptional, both on his own ball yeah. and in defence. I've got to say, I think probably it's the work around the rook. I, I love just how he operates, and he's so smart. And I think the, the best part about him is he makes everything look so simple. And the reason he makes it look so simple is because he's so athletic. I mean, there's the example the other week where he just. You know, got off the line and caught a scrum half. That isn't easy. Well, no, do you know what? I think it's more than that because I, w- I would argue that the one thing that, that James Haskell has got, I mean, not quite the speed, but he has got the athleticism slash, slash strength slash physical attributes he has got, but he doesn't have that that classy rugby brain that Maro Itoji has, mm. which is why we talk about Maro Itoji being able to do all these different things and being so natural. Well, I and- think Maro Itoji's got the ability to see something and do it. I mean, it's, it's basically well, that, that. Yeah, but, it's but, but, but that, but that yeah. is so rare. That's it the is, bit that's yeah. so rare. Yeah, he's yeah. just a very, very good all-round rugby player. So, uh, yeah. Well, having said that, there's a good argument that he shouldn't have even been on the field for the final for for the final ten minutes. Um, Do we want to go there right now? Should we, we talk about, about the game? Should we talk about the, game? the game? Then? Should we talk about Christian well, you, for a little bit? If you're thinking, when are they going to bring up <laughs> Joe Marler, Simon McIntyre, Maro Itoji, and, and etc., just you wait, we will. Anyway. Yeah, should we talk about Christian Wade for a little bit? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Because that break in the first minute... Electric. And then a break in the second half where he skinned Michael Rhodes, kind of stepped in, and yeah. then just went outside him. That was awesome. But I felt like he didn't get the ball enough. And that's probably because of the way that Saracens defend with the outside man shooting up to close off the channel outside 13. And it prevented, yeah. all bar those two opportunities, prevented Christian Wade getting much ball at all. It does make me think when I think of the final, that's kind of where, that's what Racing brought that maybe, Dan Carter's Racing brought, that maybe Leicester hadn't encountered regularly is that that aggressive, like, oh. and they had Mark Masoi particularly just flying up, yeah. smashing people. Yeah, well you... <laughs> I do actually think that contributed to the number of knock-ons from yeah. Leicester going back to that game yeah. for a second because Leicester were almost as if they had one eye on the defence coming up because in the first five, ten minutes there were so many big hits man and ball. So, it really was. But actually. the big the big hits in the aggressive defence on Saracens v, v Rass, Dan Carter's Racing is going to be pretty just, explosive. Yeah. Collisions all over yeah. the place would be awesome. Uh, 
I actually think that uh, Saracens are, uh, Saracens are going to smash uh, uh, Racing. Hear, hear, hear me now, believe me later. Hmm. I've, I've got a very, very good feeling about it. Ha- did you see the 15 documentary on, on BT Sport of the New York trip? We went out to watch that, that no. London Irish Saracens game. There's, there's a half hour documentary behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, um, unfortunately, they don't put it on the, on the app. So on the BT Sports app, it isn't, it isn't uh, rerun. Well, I I absolutely th- love, they, I absolutely have, love they, have, they have done some reruns of it. So look, at, look for it on your schedules. And if you get the chance to have a, have a watch of it, then have a watch of it. Because I loved it, and you saw some behind the scenes of both teams. You know, London Irish scrapping for their lives, Saracens wanting to cement a top spot or, or in the league and playing that league game. But what came across more than anything was the, the Saracens' culture and attitude. Mm. Um, uh, there's a couple of phrases that I noticed and I've written down from it that I read. There was one phrase where Alistair Hargreaves said, "When we knew we were coming to New York, we all we said straight away, no one is left behind." So they didn't take a matchday squad mm-hmm. and some reserves. They said one goes, we all go. And the and the thing they said, the thing he said straight after that, it was one of the coaches said, Saracens, we believe making memories together off the pitch is as important as winning trophies together on the pitch. Okay, so wow, all right, that's interesting. So on two on two, on two fronts. Firstly, it's very clear Alistair Hargreaves does not run the accountancy side of Saracens. Because <laughs> if he did, he would yeah. never, be make, never be making those statements. <laughs> uh, and secondly, I, I can't imagine. Uh, this is like some horrible infection which has got into rugby recently, where we've got to talk about. Um, memories on and off the field. No nonsense. You'll only get 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 those memories if you win things. I was talking to um, one of the England coaches yesterday. England. No, no, but look, I'll flip that round quickly and say, will you only win things if you have those memories together? No, sorry. Because what well, what I would argue is, I looked at it and we talked about pre-season before and what a what a uniting force that is. Um, yeah. w- w- when you go through that hardship and that togetherness is what gets you through those really dark places you find yourself in in games with ten minutes to go when you're behind. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I just don't, I kind of just disagree. I mean, you, you know, if you stick together and, and and get relegated, you still have great um, uh, great memories. It's nowhere near as important as actually winning. I, games. I bet if you talk to any team that gets relegated. You will, and you talk to people off the record in a quiet corner in a pub, and say, "What was the atmosphere like?" You say, "Well, it was a bit of bitchy, and there was a bit of there was a bit of backstabbing going on. There was a, that group didn't get on with that group." Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I just think it's very easy to say these sort of airy fairy things when you're winning. Um, I was just gonna, about to say I was talking to someone involved in the England six, sixteen setup yesterday, and uh, all I heard is just. Oh, we're going to have a very proactive approach going forward, educational based. I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of this stuff means. Culture. I don't. Culture. I don't I, I just simply making memories on a field. It just. I, it sounds like the right thing to say, but there's no substance behind it. What he basically I, meant was, we're going to New York. We're all going to go out on the piss. Go, go out, get out on the pool. We're going to get that, out on the piss. We're going to get out on the pool. We're going to have a, a wild week, and we're going to win a rugby game. And we we want everyone <laughs> to be part of that. Why didn't they just say that? I understand <laughs> that. Everyone understands it. We don't have to hide it behind <laughs> nonsense. Can I? Can I just? quickly um, uh, seeing as I've just mentioned that can I have you seen the little excerpts from Stephen Ferris's autobiography no no. oh my god they're amazing you know I, I've been thinking that we should have like a, a podcast book club where we have to read a uh, <laughs> autobiography every week and then give one like, a week. maybe not every week maybe one <laughs> a month <laughs> one, one a month, month to give other give, people like, a, a chance of, to do it reports. well you, I bought you that uh, and I've read it it's very, it's very good I've give still us got, a book give us a book report I've still got that Austin Healy one, actually. Yeah. Right, you keep talking about stuff. I'm going to find this Stephen Ferris thing because it's brilliant. What would you like me to talk about, Tim? 
Well, the Sar- Saracens uh, Wasps game. Uh, well, so, I, only, I only saw like the last thirteen minutes, and most of that was taken up by replays of plays of Simon McIntyre, <laughs> <laughs> who did nothing wrong and is an exceptional player. I will not hear a bad word said about Sa- about Bro- former Broughton Park. Uh, well, Simon wherever McIntyre. he's from, I, I, I'm just saying he's a very classy player, and he would never do something like that intentionally. Great, great bloke, great, great bloke. bloke, great great scrimmager. He didn't have the best ten minutes when he came on. I don't think he was even on. For do you want to know the funniest thing about Simon McIntyre? Go on. Claims he's got a 36 inch waist. I, I watched him yesterday. That man has not got a 36 inch waist. No, but he's only got he's only got a 36 inch chest as well, Jay. He's got a, an enormous. Yeah, he's, chest. he's got the biggest. <laughs> he has got 52 inch <laughs> barrel. There's no way he's got. A 30, 30, what else do I know about Sam McIntyre? Sam McIntyre has straight A's at A level. Oh really? Yeah. Good lad. Uh, and that's where my Sam McIntyre knowledge really runs out. Actually, uh, he didn't have the best game. No, yesterday. from what I understood, he came on, he gave away a penalty at scrum time, Yeah, gave away a penalty immediately after doing something else. Well, he, he charged, he took Goud out after Goud had kicked the ball. He didn't actually give away a penalty for that, but I think it should have been a penalty. It was a bit silly. And uh, then, then there was the incident. Yeah, which is laughable, right? Because there is no way that the referee was coming back to give a penalty against a Todgy. No. That just wasn't going to happen. No. It was only the, the TMO. That, that got it back there uh, because well, of the kick. So, uh, well, okay. So when I turned it on, they were literally going through that kick. Were they playing on, and the TMO highlighted it to the ref to come back? No, they've been breaking play. Uh, was it when Duncan Taylor knocked on? So Saracens had the line back, line at their mercy. Duncan Taylor knocked on, so it was a stoppage in play, and the TMO said, "I think you need to check this." <sighs> Little snitch, little dry snitch. <laughs> Shall I? Before, do we want to get into that, or do we want to stay on the game for a minute? No, let's get into it. The well, game wasn't actually that I, good. There were some very exciting parts of the game, but overall, it did. It was a better game than uh, Tigers, but it did feel a bit tense, tense at times. Yeah, I thought the last few minutes where Wasps were trying to come back into it was awesome, mm. but I do think that Saracens did what they do most of the time, which is uh, they conceded the first points, they analysed. And yep. then, then they just stifled the life out of Wasps. They just destroyed... They, they, they are an incredible, incredible team. They didn't give him any opportunities to, after that first one, to get back into it. Um, mm. And they did very... like Saracens were probably on balance, deserved winners. Found the short uh, Stephen Ferris thing. Go so on, so he's, got, he's got an autobiography, and he, he tells the story of the 2011 World Cup. He and Sean O'Brien were out on a night in New Plymouth... And which is quite a very very small backwater town, mm-hmm. and they met some American through a through a mutual friend. They met some American girls, and they were trying to entice them back to the team hotel. <laughs> and he says, uh, "New Plymouth is not the type of place where you can walk out and get a taxi. They're in short supply. When Sean and I go to leave with the American girls for company, we have no luck getting one. We've only had a few beers, and we have our wits about us. We have a massive game against Australia the following week. We eventually flag a taxi down and go back to the hotel with company. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I send a text to my roommate, Rog. I've got a girl back. Any chance of you effing off?" He texts back, no worries, mate. He gets his bag and moves out of there pretty quickly, texting Dricko, Brian O'Driscoll. Big man's got a girl back. Any chance I can bunk with you? Dricko and Rog sleep in the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> Next day, I buy him lunch. Um, nice. Uh, so uh, it goes on, but it sounds like Stephen Ferris's autobiography could be good crack. 
Yes, I might well read that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I quite enjoy this. Fifty Shades of Stephen Ferris uh, is uh, available now. <laughs> very, <laughs> very good. Uh, anyway, uh, come on then. Let's get on the the elephant in the room. No, I tell you what. Let's have some light relief. You've got a game of rugby social. Okay. We're gonna we're that, gonna deal right. with the elephant in the room, which is uh, Pro Twelve and its potential changes, mm-hmm. which is the discipline issues that have been around, and then we'll look ahead um, as well and, and talk about the other semi finals. We also need to talk about uh, stat backer and some oh, tickets. Oh yes. And we need to talk about the cornerstone of our podcast. We of do. Course. Jonathan Bidmore. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, what we're doing first? Uh, is r- rugby social. Yeah, rugby social. Rugby social. Hold there. I'll get the game show controls up. Oh, amazing! So, uh, rugby social is a game where well, rugby players they do love to get onto social media and tweet about stuff. So, uh, Phil, presumably you've selected some some interesting things that people have tweeted I have in the rugby fraternity. Three tweets from uh, three famous rugby players. Gone. Okay. So the Can't first, hear anything, Jay. So the oh, first yeah. one. Hold on, you get any music? I am. Hang on a second. It. That's... Here we go. Here we go. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Your you're host, too... Philip Largan. <laughs> you're too kind. You're too kind. Far, far away, then, Phil. Okay, Alex Waller, Northampton Lucid prop, is a dab hand at carpentry. What did he make this week for his front row companion, Kieran Brooks? Hmm. Was it a fence for him to pen his chickens in? Was it a coffee table to place his artisan coffees onto? Or was it a picture frame for him to display pictures from his SLR camera? Uh, it's for Kieran Brooks, right? It's for Kieran Brooks. Okay, I know what... The I'm, giant silverback of a man. I am I can go, imagine... I'm, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, do, you, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Go on, then you go right. first. I'm going to say... Kieran Brooks keeps chickens. I I was just thinking he's a great big silverback of a man. I can imagine him having an eight egg white omelette for breakfast. So I'm going chickens, chicken chickens, fence. chickens from both of you is incorrect. Oh, so it's the it, last one. It was no, it was a coffee. It's table. a coffee table. Uh, uh, Should have known better, rugby players. I thought it was too obvious because rugby players and coffee shops. There's a, a little picture of it. It's very, it, it's very good. Seems, that. seems like a dab hand at carpentry. It does. And when he says. Uh, when Kieran Brooks needs a coffee table, you build the big man a big coffee table. Exactly right. Damn right. Uh, uh, Alex, one, this we've got a big space in the rugby dungeon. That we'd love we to do. put our artisan coffees oh, on. Maybe we'll fire him, fire him a quick, fire him a quick message on Twitter. That's a good idea. We could get it signed by loads of different rugby players who come and no, oh, that's, that's uh, like just, just Northampton team will do. Northampton team, get it. Yeah, and then yeah, anyway. Come fire away. Okay, question number two. Mike Phillips received a present from... Girls. The answer's girls. <laughs> a present from a company that... An all, an all clear test. <laughs> uh, it was neither of those things, surprisingly. But was it a DVD compilation of all his uh, professional rugby tries? Was it 100 pairs of Jeff Banks underpants from Debenhams? Hmm. Or was it a miniature caricature model of him... With a sheep. Oh wow! I think it might be a miniature caricature of him with a sheep, because all the Welsh players have those little yeah, those, those big those big head gnome type things are quite good. Yeah. Well, I'll just go for the Debenhams one because I want to be different. Um, I, I probably would have sided with the, uh, the the miniature, but I'll go with Deb because I know he's just recently 
become the Debenhams face of Debenhams, which is why I think Phil Has probably he? yeah he's he's a great signing model, by Debenhams. great signing by Debenhams. <laughs> he is the face of Debenhams. Uh huh. But he, it wasn't the underpants. Nah. And it wasn't the DVD compilation of all his tries. Oh, so no, no. So it was. Well done. What a what a guy. It was a little model of him. So you love that, wouldn't you, Jay? Look at that. You love that. One one point for me. Really? Oh, let's have a look. Oh, perfect. There you go. Finally, uh, just like our, our just like our listeners will be saying. Fire <laughs> 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 away, Tommy Bow. Yep. To celebrate his return to action and his two tries last week, girls night out has bought no. himself a car. Ah, yeah. okay. Now, is it a green convertible original VW Beetle? No, no, not having that. Is it a twenty-year-old yellow Lamborghini Countach? Not having that one. Or Countach, or is it a blacked-out, pimped-up? Land Rover Defender. That one. That is happening. I'm saying Land Rover Defender. Tim? That that would have been my guess as well. But again, I need to be I need to be contrary to uh, try and equalise things. So I'm going to go for the the V Dub. Just maybe he's a he's a slight hipster. That when he wears some clothes, he sort of he he likes. Uh, no, he's not a hipster. But does anyway. he not own a, a brand a range of shoes? He does clothing, clothing and shoe range. That is right, yeah. Uh, that goes with a Defender far more than a V-Dub, but I'll go for the or V-Dub. does it go for a Countach? I'll go for a Countach. Yellow <laughs> Countach. Far away? It's the not. Defender... Go on. ...is incorrect. Uh. The Countach is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> yes, it damn it. And here's a picture of it. It is a green convertible original... VW Beetle. Beautiful. So JB wins. Good game of rugby social. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Jay. Uh, Well, that was good, Phil. I enjoyed that. <laughs> no, I did. That sounded sarcastic. I meant it. Uh, that was Robbie cheers, Social. Cheers, Tim. Cheers, Tim. Uh, right. So, uh, on the matter of discipline, yes. Fergus McFadden, following on from our extensive chat last week, <laughs> uh, got a three week ban for the tackle we talked about. Which, uh, life, which says it merits a red card. Which says it merits a red card. Me and Andy Goode um, were the only people on the same page, um, evidently. Well, there were other people as well, saying yeah. that it was a hard and fair tackle. The sighting commissioners and you two soft lads um, <laughs> felt it was worth the of a red card and three week ban um, I, I forget the, the guy's name but the Oyana player was banned for 15 months for mouthing off at a ref which, I, which I'm, I'm applauding wow. well he mouthed off at the time and Roman Poit showed him a yellow card he had a word on the pitch Roman Poit showed him a red card oh, for wait. that and then he didn't leave the pitch in a hurry and he kept mouthing off and gesticulating and stuff and then when Roman Poit um, left the field afterwards he had to be held back from wow. trying to shout at him so oh, oh, I'm, okay. No. I'm okay with that 15 oh, month no. ban and an Argentine player this week was banned for 29 years for a brutal full-blooded I've not seen this kick I, to the, I don't want to, you don't full, want to see no you don't want to see it brutal full-blooded kick to the face it, you could have you'd have justifiably said he could have been in court for GBH for oh, that it was, oh, it was yeah, horrendous definitely. we had a guy in Colin Bay uh, who hit a player from from what did know and that and, and, and that went to court in fact these these pitch fights they, they, I haven't heard of one recently but it seems to be like a stage five years ago or maybe ten years ago where a lot of them a lot of them were going to court I think greening went to court for 
a trip on Rougerie. Kevin maybe? Yates for a bite, ear bite. I'm not sure. Did Kevin Yates go to courts? I don't know. I don't think he, he had was... a very long band, didn't he? I'm not sure he was guilty on that, was he? Or was uh, he? I'm not sure. I don't know. I thought he was accused of it. But yeah. The, the, uh, the interesting, weird thing about the Argentinian one, I believe it was premeditated. There was something uh, before, something previously had happened between the two. And so that has kind of been taken into account. Oh, wow. Uh, with the ban. Yeah. So it wasn't even a heat of the moment thing. No, God, that is no. horrible. That is, ugh, that's horrible. It, right, yeah. we're going to get onto the ones from this weekend. But uh, so let me just remind you. So Phil's managed to organise it for you, so you could potentially win tickets to the Aviva Premiership final. We'll give you details on that before the end of this podcast. Do not stop listening before the end of the podcast because you will hear how you could be at the Aviva Premiership final. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Pro Twelve and next weekend's matches and running through the the semi-finals. Um, but I reckon we should before we get into this. You know, we should. We need to sharpen um, something. I was thinking sharpen the laws. <laughs> I don't wits. know. Sharpen our wits. We need to sharpen our wits before we talk about this in the way that Cornerstone have sharpened their uh, award-winning razors. Very good. Which, exactly right. Which, which could be yours. So, um, yeah, again, lots and lots of people through the week have got in touch and said, I've, I've given Cornerstone a guy and uh, a, a guy, uh, a go, <laughs> and I haven't looked back. And so, yeah, Cornerstone have an award-winning, according to the GQ judges, better than Wilkinson Sword, better than Gillette. And you won't be disappointed uh, if you try them. They're a mail-order razor company that you can get a £10 discount off your first order. And I think even for an order of as little as £4, you can get a free engraved and precision-engineered shaft to go along with your uh, razor blades. You guys know something else rather interesting about Cornerstone? What's that? And they probably won't do it, but still. Um, you get like a little kind of um, magazine thing when they uh, when it arrives. It's got, you know, blokey things like five best stakes or or, 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 or have you. Watch out, because there might be a little 600-word piece uh, article in there from the Egg Chasers uh, mm. next time around. So... In, entitled Let the Boys Play Let the Boys Play <laughs> yeah. Safely and responsibly <laughs> uh, I say Let the boys shave Get your get on this Cornerstone bandwagon People are loving it And people are getting in touch with us all the time To say how good it is Try it for very little cost And if you don't like it You can just cancel it Get your free engineered Precision engineered uh, shaft And then and then give it a go uh, Cornerstone.co.uk Slash egg chasers That's cornerstone.co.uk Forward slash egg chasers For £10 off Or use the code egg10 At checkout So uh, following on from that brutal Argentine player and that kick, let's talk about two kicks that happened over the weekend. Now, okay. I don't think we should go and repeat the way that we talked about the Fergus McFadden thing last week. No. So let's be a bit briefer with this one. So yes. firstly, Joe Marler's shin to the head of a Grenoble player, not spotted at the time. Nope. Conor O'Shea's view is it doesn't pass the test for a red card and therefore Joe Marler should not be cited. At this point, we don't know. The time hasn't run out on the possible citing. He, Conor O'Shea acknowledged it was silly and is inviting criticism, but nothing for the citing panel to flag up. Mm-hmm. Versus some people on Twitter and stuff, Robert McKinnon, for example, saying red, red card with five exclamation marks, no question, no mitigation, no excuse, a lengthy ban, eight exclamation marks. Well, hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, kicks the head is red. That that is basically what is, it is. Is that what you see? Joe Marler did kick he to the head. In the head. Did he now, kick someone in the I head? I like to see him red because he didn't. You know, if you're going to do it, do it. You know, but don't. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, red card for because it's not tough enough for, for not for not yeah. kicking him hard enough. Um, 
it's a really strange one. It's just petulant and stupid. I mean, he should be hauled up in front of a disciplinary panel just for being stupid. On the other hand, I think this is Joe Marlon making a real play for the England captaincy. I mean, he started off with a, a bit of racism, and now he's going for kicks to the head. Yeah, I mean, he needs to accumulate a lot more... like. But he's on the right path. Months, real months worth yeah. of bans to get. Dylan England Hartley's been banned for a whole year's worth of rugby. Joe Marler's yeah. got some work to do yet. But definitely. yeah, well, fair play to lad. He's definitely doing the right things, and he has to be applauded for it. Right. <laughs> uh, my, my thoughts on this one: the uh, if I was the referee, I would have gone over to the Grenoble player and said, or or a sighting person, don't appeal, sunshine. That's not washing I, with me. I'm not sure he did. He, went, he, he did. Put his, he put his it, hand to his face. He was incredulous. He, 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 he yeah, looked okay. at him what, what right. was that? <laughs> Who to, is this clown? To Joe Marler, I would just say, I, I would pull him aside and go, Joe, that was cheap, that was petty. And that's that. I could accept, I could accept, Joe, that was a cheap shot. There was absolutely no need. It was, you know, go and calm down for 10 minutes. Go and have a think for 10 minutes and sit on the naughty step, yellow card. But I can't, I, I'm with Conor O'Shea, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, let's get... It's, it's not red card worthy. I mean, firstly, the French prop is just confused rather than anything else. Yeah, he, fair he, enough. He plays in France, he's been gouged and stamped. He's like, who, who, who is this guy? Do it properly if you're yeah. going to do it. A- exactly right. Um, I actually don't think your solution's too bad. Uh, Joe, that was petty. Um, you look a bit silly. Ten minutes in the bin. That to me would be perfect. It didn't get spotted at the time. Uh, yeah. So on on that basis, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Contact was made between Joe Marler's shin and the guy's head, but I would not say there was nearly enough force or contact <sighs> to say that was. Let me. That was a letter of the law. Ten point four D. Classic. We have to classify that as a kick that? to the head. If the referee did red card it, for and he weeks. did give a red card, I'd be perfectly perfectly fine with that though. Uh, it's yeah. just kind of one of those very well, flexible situations. The the problem as well, if you're saying. My, my opinion, it should be a red because uh, because it, yeah. it is a kick to head. He's he's, he's uh, struck out with his with his lower leg. Struck out is an is an emotive word. Well, no, he has, he has made the He has swung his leg and part of his he lower has leg, moved his leg his, towards right. But well, well, problem, well, 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 he hasn't swung or he, he has struck. swung his leg towards. He's like, kicked someone in the head. He has, he has not kicked someone in the head. Right, Tim. He has kicked someone in the head. His shin made contact with the guy's head. Because oh, he right. kicked it oh, towards right. his because, head. Because he moved his shin towards his head, yes. And the shin is worse than the actual foot. Oh, come if you, on. If you were to, no, seriously, if you want to train someone to there kick was someone no else force. in the head... There was no force well, in that. that, that he is nudged a, him. That it was is a, a nudge. Huge, that is a huge you, problem as yeah, well. If, if I have a huge problem if you say, well, it's not really a kick because there wasn't enough force applied. Yeah. Like, what, also, what is... like? You, you said before, force is math times acceleration. So we know Joe's Marler's foot weighs 10 kg. What was the acceleration... And what is the acceptable uh, acceleration for you? Would yeah, you say? Would you yeah, say yeah, yeah. ten meters per second squared is an accept- I, uh, I understand acceptable what you're acceleration? But I have an. I, I understand. I do force. understand what you're saying, but I have an equal problem with saying any contact. And the same with Simon McIntyre. Any contact with a leg and a head means you use the term that is a kick, and you oh, treat no, no, and you not, treat them all the same. But it's not. Uh, any but starting contact, from a minimum four weeks, it's, it's not just, any contact. You have to kick. You have to swing your foot at someone's head okay. in order yeah. to kick them uh, in the head. All right. Well, that's no, where, all right. Let's just put it this way. Mauler's was worse than McIntyre's because he just gets up and he kicks someone in yeah. a petulant manner. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I agree with that. The, pe- the petulant nature of it, the, uh, it yeah. means I'll actually go. You know what? That's a, 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 definitely a yellow. I actually the, quite like him to get a ban. Just for the yeah. petulant nature, because I'd like him to learn from that. Yeah. The second thing is, if you're going to teach someone's kick to the head, you, you use the shin. Well, if, you, if you're actually going, doing, yeah. actually going to tie boxing, you kick nope. with the shin. And lastly, you're not even allowed to kick someone in the head in UFC. 
uh, on the floor. Now, I'm not saying Joe Mollish should have waited for him to stand up or to kick him in the head. Or that he kicked him. I'm just saying that... Oh, no, he... He, he, did def- he definitely did kick it. I don't it. think there's any dis- dispute. There was definitely uh, a kick okay. there. Okay. Now, how serious the kick is... Yeah, it, not serious. I mean, well, uh, the, the, the World Rugby Guidelines, so it says kicking your opponent is minimum penalty and then up to, well, it's a maximum of 52-week ban so, yeah. is, is the way that they've, they've described it, with the low end of a bannable offence being a four-week penalty. That, for me, is the low end of a bannable offence, but it is a bannable offence. And the force... Should only come into account with the actual ban. It shouldn't come into I think account because it's the head as well. I mean, we've got a real problem with head in, yeah with, with head injuries. I mean, people just need to need to learn. Leave the head alone. It yes. is. It is so stupid. Kick him in the ribs. That, that, that'd be fine. <laughs> Stand on his hand if you Stand want to be petulant. Okay Break then. Well, do you know what? Let's let's follow this. Con- let, let, let's let's take that, Jay. You've just said. Uh, you've just said. Um, we've got a thing with the head, and you know, you, you make contact with the head, and that's it's got to be a red card. It's just got to be. It's just got to be. So you tell me. No, I didn't say. I didn't say well, that. so uh, I no. I'd understand if it was. You'd understand. Okay, fine. I mean, you'd, you'd understand if it was fine. Yeah, I mean, in my world, uh, fine, fine, fine. New, I'd be bringing back rugby fights. So but... what? Yeah, and and I, I would. So what do you? What do you think, Jay? What do you forget? What you what you would accept or what you'd understand? What do you think if you were the referee? What would you do? I quite like your initial suggestion. Let's calm down. Yellow card for being uh, for being a bit of a dick, and that and that be it. I don't have a huge problem with that. Yeah, uh, that, but I completely understand why it, why it would be red. Now, I wouldn't want it to go to citing just because of the sheer costs of rolling out a judge, creating well, a legal that, team. Okay, so but that's what's going. That, that's what if he gets if yeah, he gets forty bound, that's it, what will happen. That is ridiculous. So you don't think it should go to a citing panel? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine then. All right. Well, we're on the same page. I could understand. We could have a debate about. Oh, the, the, I think the, the sizing panels are some of the most stupid things I've ever heard of. <laughs> I mean, right. uh, can you remember Sean O'Brien? I mean, if you get instant pitch justice and a red, well, it's over, right? But Sean O'Brien had a full legal defence team, <laughs> like an eight-page statement, yeah. and they had to wheel out a judge, a full-on judge. Uh, shouldn't they be solving murders? Or okay, something fine. Like that? I thought you were saying he should no. be he should be cited and should get a four-week ban. No, so I, I, I would go for a four-week ban. He, even if it's only to say, Joe, this was your first game back from being banned. Don't be so stupid. So are you saying that if it's not if it's not someone that's just come back from another band, then we sh- you shouldn't cite them. No, no, I'm, you, I'm saying you'd kick, cite them I'm anyway. Saying kick to the head should be a red card. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty. What about, it's pretty okay, so what, so what about Simon McIntyre? Let's yeah. discuss that quickly. Yeah, uh, for me, same it's, same it's basis. Red, it's red, red card, red card, red card. So he so it should be upgraded from the yellow that he got on the field, yeah, yeah. and he should get a four week ban. Okay, and, what, and I also think that Mario Todgy should have got a yellow, yellow card. Because that is a cynical professional foul. Yeah. yeah. And that, that whole holding people in rooks, you see it all the time, that needs to be stopped. Here's the question for me, right? He kicked, that, he, he kicked him in the head. He definitely kicks the head. No, 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 no. Why didn't he use his studs and just stamp all over his fingers? He wouldn't have got carded and he could have potentially yeah. damaged some fingers. I mean, that is so much... I think, like... It's so much better. If someone was holding... Right, so you see this sometimes, and I don't think this goes unpunished. You see people holding on to you in a... In fact, what do you do? Some you're trying to get out of a mall, yeah. and someone's holding holding you in. I know what you. What, do. What, I, I know what you do. I've what seen do you do it? What, what do you do? Um, me, I hit the hand. Yeah, I hit I hit the arm. Yeah. to get them off my and to, yeah. to stop them from holding on to you me. Hit yeah. what, like, you hit the arm. Too so are you saying that? Phil, are you saying that's a red card as well? No, it's not hitting someone in the head, is it? <laughs> yeah, but, but, I, but I would I would say I would say I would say force downwards with the force that I would hit someone to get rid of my arm and the pe- and the way people do hitting him in the arm mid middle of the arm whacking down. I'd say that was far more severe than 
the nudge that Simon McIntyre gives his gives his face like his head. No, uh, he nudges no. him. You can you can hit the arm if someone's holding onto you. You can't kick someone in the head. No, I, I, I think I, I, that for me is pretty clear. Cut. I think Sai should have been stamping all over his hands personally. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd got, be, if, I'd if, be if you go with that, stamps on his finger. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Fine. That's fine. Stamping on any joint is an instant red card. According uh, to according to well, World Rugby, if, yeah. But I, so I you fo- follow your letter of the law. Okay, thing and if, if you want to follow your letter of the law, too, he, then he we'll sta- go for a red card for that. He as stamps well. on his hand, which is near the wrist. That's stamping on a joint. Red card. I think they'd be and a, a much longer ban because it's a stamp. Um, uh, no, I think it'd be the same. I mean, don't get me wrong. Look, if there's, a ki- if there's kids listening to this, I'm not saying stamp on hands. I'm saying in si- in Simon's case, he should have been. Bit, just a, a bit wiser, but just don't kick anyone in the head. Yeah, I mean, it's a fairly straight, don't kick. it's a fairly straightforward rule to live your life by, I guess. Yeah, uh, just don't kick pe- don't kick people people in the head, and these things will never happen. No matter how soft you think you're kicking someone in the head, yeah, you're still kicking someone in the I, head. Oh yeah, okay, fair even, enough. Even if it's just a, you know, I think gently display, just a gentle, loving, jo- affectionate, affectionate kick. kick yeah, kick Joe, Joe Marlers was a bit cheaper. Because it was, it was, it wasn't uh, like I, I think Simon McIntyre was like, "Hold on, I'm hopping around. Get off, get off!" Like nudge, like the way you'd sort of if someone was yeah all over you, just kind of like, yeah. you can't, you can't see what I'm doing on the podcast, but I'm just going, "Oh, come on, get off!" That's all he was doing. So I, I, I kind of think a little. Here's what what I think about what you've just said and the whole the whole area. Um, we are we are sort of saying we've got these massive beast like men who are having physical confrontations all the time and effectively taking away these little areas and making them black and white making all these grey areas black and white and and bringing in laws that you you that, that, that make it black and white is like caging an, a, a wild animal it is a very weird thing that we do isn't it that the only law like the law that applies to rugby all is almost parallel to the law that we apply to the criminal justice system and it shouldn't be like that there should be some I agree with you there should be oh, a bit more kind of grey in it there are there are so many grey areas in rugby that I think some things like kicking someone in the head should just be black and white that is yes no yes when we were whatsapping and chatting before uh, and I was I was stood watching my, my eight year old lad play mini, mini rugby today and and I was back and forth in on WhatsApp with Phil, and I brought up one thing, and I went and I and I really mean this, and I'd be interested to know because you've been playing this season um, at a lower level. I can't remember the last time in senior top level rugby that I saw a referee say, "Captains, two captains come here, and I want you two players that have just been having a fight or a little or a little or, or, or like Maru- uh, wait 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 or like Maruitoji and Simon McIntyre." I can't remember the last time I've seen a go, captains. Uh, Wasp 17 and Saracens 5 shake hands come here now right boys what are you doing play rugby shake hands no more get on with it I can't remember the last time that happened in a top flight game and that used to happen every week all the time devastated to know it happened Chiefs versus no I'm not devastated I'm delighted if that still happens that does happen yeah that that genuinely I I can't remember the last game I've watched where that happened the, the thing is it very rarely happens for punches anymore because there's very few punches. Yeah, I can't remember the last a punch. punch. Is such an escalation, though. Yeah, I can't remember the last punch I've Which seen. You, you frequently get the scuffle because now it's the TMOs going. Um, yeah. Yes, there was contact between oh. shin and head. Oh. Yes, so that's a kick. Four weeks red card. So, yeah, I, so I would have said, and I, I just imagine, I always imagined my Nigel Owens voice. I would have dealt with the Simon McIntyre Maru Itoji. I'd have gone, Maru, right? You're a clever boy. You do poetry. You do politics. <laughs> right, you're, you're clever enough to know you don't hold someone in a ruck. I want no more of that. Or I'll deal with it. All right, back you go. Right, Simon, you don't take the law into your own hands. I am the referee. Mm. 
you're on thin ice, boy. Mm-hmm. Now, shake hands. Back, oh, I've already said, Maro, come back. <laughs> <laughs> shake hands. Now, get on with it. Let's play rugby, I, eh? I'm interested to know, what would Jonathan Spratt be saying in the distance? <laughs> For <No>. what? <laughs> <laughs> now, if, if Simon McIntyre had kicked him anywhere else apart from the head... I'd be very happy with that. Yeah. I'd be very happy with that situation. Just can't kick heads. the head. Just don't the kick head. heads. I do have a big issue um, with that. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, uh, what's the important thing I was just well, about to say? Uh, well, well, while you're thinking about it, we, we, ra- I, we ran a poll today on Twitter before we came on air and um, saying... Simon McIntyre as a case study. What do you? Th- uh, he got given a yellow card. What would you have done? The option. Oh, sorry, the option. Oh, my okay. final point. Oh, there should on. be an offence of inciting a player to be violent. Okay, so if they're wanting, oh, it, let's add another law. Well, Etoji's it, professional foul. Yeah, McIntyre shouldn't be the only one to get penalised, and it's laughable to think that they were going to come back, come back for the penalty. They clearly weren't. So Etoji should should definitely have been carded. In fact, two yellows would have been the ideal. Really, like, two yellows, I would have been happy with yeah. actually. Because if yeah. you're saying like, don't throw I, punches, well, don't do the thing to make the player. Both of you, lunch. either both of you, shake hands and get on with it and play rugby. You're both better than that. Or both of you, go and take ten minutes and have a think and stop fighting yeah. around. Get off, get off my pitch. Yeah, I'd, I'd be um, far, far better. I'd be off. very happy with a, a touchy yellow card for that. So the, um, but you say there's no other option but a McIntyre red for a kick to the head. Right, I think okay. I think you have to be pretty. A clear red and on yellow that. would be well. We got yeah, red and yellow. Would we got be nailed on. We got 400 volt votes to a poll, so it's you know it's it's a re- reasonable sample size. Um, over a couple of hours, we ran a poll um, today before the podcast. Simon McIntyre's. Um, got a yellow card during Saracen's Wasp what would you do options red card yellow card penalty or have a word with both players the the one that got the most votes 34% so not a majority was have a word with both players so there's, there's, it seems like there's oh. quite a lot of people um, sort of falling in similar mindset to me now uh, I put that partly down to the fact that there was no option for red card yellow card or yellow card yellow card or th- there was nothing to to give the, that was the only option. You only have four options on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I know, but that's that one was the only option which penalised um, Itoji. Mm-hmm. So, but you, so you think that would that that would skew people so going there? Sh- like I, Simon I think, McIntyre shouldn't have gotten anything. No, I, I, no, I think you. Okay. I think if you'd have had the option of red card, yellow card, um, yellow card, yellow card, then those two would have been much higher than okay. this one. Well, in any but, case, but, a, a red and a yellow for, for Simon McIntyre alone. Thirty-four yeah. percent of people said, uh, and the highest individual yeah. classification was have, have just that the ref should have a word with both players. Um, but in this, if this was politics, the red card and the yellow card parties would be forming a coalition. Fifty-four um, percent with a working majority well, um, that pro- would have got Simon McIntyre off the pitch for at least. 10. They probably compromised and said you're off for twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, there's only twelve minutes gone, <laughs> yeah. so you might just see the game out. Yeah. Si. There you go. Anyway. Okay, so um, should we talk very briefly about Pro 12 again uh, and Shane Williams? Is it, was it Shane Williams? Yes, Shane, Shane Williams, yeah. So we've got, we got, we got, some, games, we got some big games coming up to talk about in terms of the Pro 12, but uh, this week in a rest week and while none of the Pro 12 teams are involved in any meaningful games because they're not in European competition. Or playing Pro 12. Well, Dragons were, but, uh, but anyway. Yeah, dra- Dragons. Dragons were in a meaningful game. Yeah, but they're in a meaningful game. Uh, but but not, it, they never, I never really gave them a chance of winning that. No. Uh, Shane Williams said that the Pro 12 needs an overhaul, uh, and this is uh, in addition to last week Jonathan Davis saying that he thinks the Italian teams should play in the French lower divisions and be out of the Challenge Cup. Yep, right, so... Um, I can, okay. I can see the argument for doing that. 
Yeah, look, they, they've they're contributed nothing to the Challenge Cup. So we have a Pro Ten. Uh, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Cup. Now, here's the thing about um, the Pro Twelve. Everyone thinks I hate the Pro Twelve. You're not far wrong. Um, <laughs> and you're Welsh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, I do genuinely. <laughs> Let me just deal with this. You yeah. think I hate the pro, pro the Pro Twelve? I just need to deal with this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> uh, uh, pro- so the Italian teams had absolutely nothing. No one enjoys going. Oh, they might enjoy going there, but oh, yeah. you know, the, I don't think the fans go. There's F- no five history. points. Nice weather. Yeah. It's probably but, cheaper to go like in, in international rugby time. Anyway, it's probably cheaper to fly to Rome and go to the rugby in Rome than it is to drive to Twickenham and go to Twickenham. Now, yeah. The real shame of the Pro Twelve is it actually could be a good competition and there are some real shining beacons of excellent rugby out there I think the Irish teams are as about as professional as well organised as any team any rugby team or even professional sports team that there is Munster Leinster Ulster fantastic well you'd have to question Munster this year but yeah, but, the, but yeah, yes yeah, but long, the, you know, the structures are right the long crowds terms, are right generally, yeah. all that is yeah. absolute fine and they've kind of just you know, just put it all in this mixing pot with some Italian teams and it just doesn't work now where I have the real problem with the Pro 12 is a sense of entitlement from all from all the other teams the Welsh teams are the worst worst of this but there is a bit bit of it in Ireland which is oh well we're not doing well because we don't have the players oh we need more international players oh it's not you know it's everyone else's fault except for their except for their fault for not coaching good rugby and not playing good rugby which is why Connacht is such a great team because they don't whinge about not having players they get the players that, that, that they have and on, on, um, onwards they March, they play great rugby. Glasgow did exactly the same thing two, two, two years ago. So they're all shining, shining beacons of excellence in the Pro 12, but it's just everything else. It just feels all so pol- like politically driven. Um, the qualification for Europe until recently was an, um, uh, uh, was an absolute joke. The fact that you've got perennial, per, per, like three perennial teams which are just awful in Dragons... Um, and the uh, two European Challenge Cup semi finalist Dragons, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're, but, they're I mean, cool you, third bottom. From, from, are you actually going to? Are you actually going to sit there and give me uh, an argument why the Dragons are any good to watch uh, or any use to anyone? They, they, they defended no, gallantly. Yeah, they did yesterday they on did. Saturday. Mm. But yeah, they've. I mean, so, they're not playing particularly well. Yeah, Tr- trying to look at like positives and going forward and stuff. Well, the I, positives of the of the Irish provinces. The positives are the great rugby that's played Glas- up in Glasgow. 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 Yeah, Glasgow. absolutely right. Um, and and Connacht. Sometimes the Welsh regions look like they're getting it together, but then it all falls it falls tragically well, apart again. Well, there is that transitional period that Phil's been talking about for quite a while, adjusting to the new qualification for is, uh, Europe. What is, what is Pro 12? Like 15 years old? Like Celtic? No, 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 no. The, the new qualification for Europe, which means that now you can't have those, oh, we've got a big European game coming up, so let's rest our guys in the... Uh, mm. In the Pro 12, yeah, for the next two weeks, yeah. which is what they used that to do. Is, so that and, is better, and disproportionately because there's fewer teams per country, they are hit harder, relatively speaking, than Aviva Premiership sides yeah. from just having losing so many international yeah. players. Yeah. Glasgow, uh, Glasgow but, but, and Leinster you know lose They're like seventeen yeah. international, yeah. but they're all stupid for this, right? Because you can't have it both ways. You can't say we want all the internationals and then win when all the internationals are taking. Well, are take yeah, hockey. yeah, but wait, but here's the third. So if if I, I was I was thinking about Jonathan Davies' suggestion, and I was thinking, right, imagine if the Italian teams did join a lower French division and could mm-hmm. work their way up and get it on merit and all the rest of it. They, they would have less travelling. It might be more attractive. You might be able to generate crowds and stuff because there's a lot of teams in southern France yeah. near, near yeah, where yeah, they play. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. Um, that, that is good. That's possible. Uh, you can build some uh, rivalries. No one has a exactly. rivalry with, with Zebra. Exactly. So Pro tw- and then it would be the Pro 10, which would cut down the number of games by four. Mm-hmm. You could schedule that in a season so that you protect around the Six Nations much more so that you don't need to have Pro 12 rugby 
going on close to the Six Nations so that you mean you're, one of your problems which is that you have a lot of games where the, the yeah. frontline front players don't turn up and that means that fans don't want to come and watch uh, th- that would be avoided so but that, that uh, from an England fan's perspective is actually a negative thing for England because it means that yeah. Welsh, Scottish and Irish teams uh, the, will have their play- the more availability to their players around the Six Nations the Pro 12 could be a wonderful competition but it just needs to sort out its politics but it's politics more than anything you say that about. Phil but I'd say that's quite short sighted as, as, as an England fan because yes that means that we might face a stronger Welsh team who don't have their French players playing well sorry they, yeah they, no, it'll be their, their home yeah, players their home players available. but so that might be better for that might be worse for England but then in four years time are we going to have had as tough a test as we need to win a World Cup uh, if we have it slightly easier at Six Nations maybe not mm. maybe not but it might have nothing to do with it but also, if we lose the, last, yeah. the next three Six Nations I mean also what the Pro, Pro 12 needs to do is stop obsessing about the international players I, I think it's a really good thing that all these Welsh players disappear off out into English well, and French clubs and take take their positions I can understand why if you're a fan you that that would mean you might go oh, do you know what I'm just, just going to go to my local um, Premier, Welsh Premiership Club rather than uh, my Welsh region because I, I feel like I have more connection to them whereas if they see the internationals that they see playing for Wales mm. th- you know that's more attractive mm. and interestingly as has been pointed out on Twitter to us 60,000 tickets have been sold for some Welsh yeah, well, Pro, tw- Welsh pro-, I have said pro this 12 games in previous podcasts yeah. the Pro 12 is improving okay it's improving in, in on every conceiv- conceivable uh, measure from, from TV money to crowd appearances like the top cr- crowd appearances in the, in the Pro 12 will rival the Aviva so there is a core of really good rugby but the rest of it um, or sorry outside of that core is absolute dross and mm. they need to um address that very very soon and when I say that I mean address the it- Italian teams and the lack of um, competition throughout the league it's interesting you talk about the attendances um, do you know what the average attendances are in the Pro 12 and how about, they do compare I think they're about 11,000 aren't they oh, well, if, you, if you if you like because you've got the Irish provinces which are very well yeah. attended it yeah. will, I think well, it'll yeah, skew that higher the, relatively speaking and also like the derby, uh, the derbies are well, well attended yeah but that's all part of the season isn't it so, yeah. so, so about 12 11, 12,000 no, not that high. About six, oh, okay. six thousand. So in the top three are kind of obviously Leinster, Ulster, Munster, which are the only three that average above ten thousand. Uh, in the Premiership, there's only three that average under ten thousand, which is uh, must be Irish, Newcastle, Sale, Saracens, Irish, uh, Newcastle, Sale, Sale, Newcastle, and Worcester. Oh, uh, Irish, wow. Irish are twelve thousand average. Are they? Saracens are third top. And, and premiership games nineteen and a half thousand because they have their Wembley wow. because yes their their highest crowd is over eighty thousand this yeah. year so that brings their average yeah, up and they've had a couple of those but sixty thousand people turning out to see the the Welsh Pro Twelve teams that's that's, that's, that's impressive and there's lots of yeah, promising things uh, quite a few people on Twitter were saying oh the Welsh teams these Welsh Welsh fans saying we just need to the Welsh teams just need to join the Premiership I just want to say as an England fan I don't want that. No thanks. Uh, how do you manage it when you've yeah. got eighteen teams uh, in a league? No, or have your own teams competition. <laughs> have your own thing. Have your own rivalries. Write your own history. Don't try and piggyback off of, of, of someone else's. For the Welsh teams and the Irish teams are guilty of this to a certain degree. Don't try and steal. Um, don't try and steal international players off your own con- off your own <laughs> rival provinces. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a that's... that's a thing. I mean, if you want to make it nice and competitive, well, that was Robbie you... Henshaw's call. We're led to believe. So. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you want to keep it nice and competitive, you almost like need a draft style for, for, um, thing for these mm. young players because you've got complete control over over them now because they won't play international. But then, arguably, are you better having 
Leinster stronger so that they get to the Champions Cup final or the semi-final so you've got no. 15 internationals all gaining experience the of key, knockout rugby I'm afraid to say that the key, that's very short short termism because the key to having good rugby is a strong competition and I think this year in well, the, the Champions, Champions Cup's pretty strong competition the Champions Cup, Cup is but the reason the English team's doing well now is because they've levelled the playing field somewhat with things like salary caps allowing people to think of other things to do other than steal everyone else's players they have to concentrate on playing good rugby and, that, well, and that's what levelling the field in, sorry, go. Uh, Well, just going back to your point Tim about the two the two Italian teams going to France tier 2 I think that would be a good fit Another another option because dropping the Pro 12 to 10 I'm not sure is the best idea you could merge those two teams and have one mm-hmm. or you could have, say, say or you FS. could have have uh, a couple of the London uh, Celtic teams uh, London, London Exiles the, you, could have, uh, you could have RGC or you could even uh, merge the two Italian teams and then have one from further, further afield mm. a combination of a Georgian Russian uh, oh yeah, Romanian team mm, playing in the Pro 12, an Eastern an Eastern Bloc uh, Pro 12 team. Yeah, the Soviet, the, the, the Soviet, um, something uh, Hounds Wolves, um, yeah, I, I, ice wolves. Ice Wolves, Sickle Wolves, Sickle, <laughs> Sickle Hammer Wolves, um, bears. Hammers. Ice bears. Yeah. Ice ice bears, Ice Bears, Ice Bears, Ice Bears. bears. <laughs> yeah, the Soviet Ice Bears. I like that. <laughs> the, I think we've I think we've solved that. <laughs> the Soviet oligarch. Do you know what? Ice Bears? If I was, um, if I was Russia, okay. And I wanted to put a, pro, a team in the Pro 12. And I think I could probably win it, actually. Um, I would have, basically, I would take, is it NSI? How do you say it? NSI, yeah. NSI. And I'd, National I'd, Savings and Investment. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> uh, I would use them as my team because their home advantage would be massive. You've got to fly, um, you've got to fly <laughs> all the way over there, over God knows how many Fly to Asia, zones. practically. Yeah. yeah, and then it is and, so cold. And some, to, to, as in... Georgia marks kind of the uh, geographic yeah. boundary of Asia, and you're probably going for another four hours past that to get so, there. Do you know all the tricks that uh, teams used to play on each other? Like, you know, you'd either have the heating too hot or too cold. Yeah. Well, I'd have the heating. Pink, pink changing rooms. Yeah, pink changing rooms. I'd have no heating whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I'd have the I'd have the taps like uh, icy cold showers. Yeah, it, it'd just be it'd just be the worst experience ever. The, the, the drive from the airport must be at least six hours. Yeah, and I'm I'd, sure I'm sure there's some Russian rules that you could get them doing manual labour from the moment. Oh they, yeah, the moment they Lo- land on Russian soil. Yeah. Lo- lots of um, lots of roadblocks on, on, yeah. on, 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 on the way. Four there. hours at uh, customs visa yeah. visa check in. Definitely. Yeah, there, there we go. Um, that's a solution anyway. At Rugby Podcast, you can tell us yours. Now, before we go any further, uh, we need to tell you how you could get to the Aviva Premiership final with the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Philip. With the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast and statbacker.com, which is uh, it's a very good website, very interesting website that's been set up recently. So it's weekly fantasy rugby website. Um, the whole idea is you pick players based on how you think they're going to perform the following week at certain statistics. Um, so two weeks ago, I picked who I thought was going to be the top uh, try scorer in Super Rugby, or the, the seven top try scorers. And I won a Hurricanes jersey because of it. Um, why didn't you go for uh, Haguares? Uh, I went for Haguares. I was going to say, obviously, you picked a Haguares shirt. Unfortunately, Nike are not selling Haguares jerseys outside of Argentina. This is a scandal. It's all right. I'll get onto Nike. Yes, mm. we need to get onto. We need to. Get I'm, onto I'm, Nike. I'm on it. I'm, I'm writing it down on my uh, to-do list. So how does this work, Tim? They, I'll, I'll do they... it from my work email account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's Tim from Virgin Radio. Tell, tell me more about this Nike uh, Haguares. <laughs> Tim's calling. Stop everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
So hopefully next week I'll be wearing. Oh, sorry, lovely... sorry, sorry, sorry. Bear with me a moment. Oh, sorry, I just had to stop because oh, I'm on email. That's not a phone call. I'll call them so I can say <laughs> yeah. sorry. Was that Richard? Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Richard Branson just needed me for a second. Anyway, let's talk about that Haguaro shirt. Sorry, carry yes. on. Yes, three three Haguaro shirts. Uh, medium, large, extra large, please. Yeah. Um, so hopefully J- JB might squeeze into a large. Yeah, close, I, getting I, close I, to getting into a large. I, I tried on the um, on the, the rock short top the other day. It looked better than it ri- originally did. That's, <laughs> it does look great. <laughs> uh, so yes, statbacker.com. Yes. So what what you need to do? Go on to statbacker.com. Say that again. Statbacker.com. Statbacker.com. Um, and there is an egg chasers league where you have to pick who you think is going to be the top try scorer or the top try scorers because I think you have to pick seven players for next week's premiership action which will run through oh, the fixtures cool. in a little while Thomas maybe the, Thomas the Tank one maybe tick. give you some tips yeah, yeah Christian Wade perhaps mm-hmm. so we'll run through that and give you some tips um, and from that the winner the person whose players get the most tries get two tickets to the Aviva premiership final Saturday the 28th of May and there will also be a further pair of tickets selected at random from everyone who enters. So even entering with n- just no effort, just ticking any old seven, you've got a good chance of uh, getting a pair of tickets. But if you yes. really give it some thought, you could guarantee yourself a pair of tickets. And the three of us will be entering, but we can't win, unfortunately, guys. Well, I'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can, you can top the league, Jay. But you can't get the tickets. Well, you won't know. I won't have the tickets, but I might be able to get a. Well, you uh, won't know that my suit is Miles Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very <laughs> suspicious if Miles Benjamin wins the league. Oh, so we'll see. All you need to do: www. Three W's. Well done. Three W's, Phil. <laughs> JB <laughs> on his little on his little Orbis ad- yeah. access advert. Go back, a, go back and have a listen to that again at the start of the podcast. JB doesn't know how many W's are in www. www.statbacker.com. Register on there and you will see the Egg Chasers League, which you can win one of two pairs of tickets to the Aviva Premiership Final, even if you're rubbish. You've got a chance of winning a pair of tickets. Good work, Phil. Good work. Well, let's rattle through those games then. Good idea. Okay, Premiership mm-hmm. Friday night. Have you seen the poster for this? Yes, it's that I tweeted out the spoof shark uh, jaws poster. Yes, there's a sale spoof uh, spoof of jaws with a uh, strap line. You're going to need a bigger pack because Gloucester travelled to sale on Friday night. You need a bigger pack. Bigger pack? Well, I don't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't, the, the, I don't, I don't think line. of Gloucester as being the biggest pack in the Premiership. They're pretty well, meaty, actually. They're going to need a bigger pack. Oh, so right. Gloucester, they're going to need Gloucester a bigger pack. are going to need a bigger pack. Oh, a pun on the old Jaws tagline, you're going to need a bigger boat. Yes. Uh. Which I'm glad you said it the right way around, because it's one of those often misquoted movie lines Why, well, where people say it's, we're going to need a bigger boat. And he actually says, you're, you're going to need, need a bigger, bigger boat. boat. Oh, people always they, say it like that. There you go. Yeah. Uh I'd be devastated. If I'm, wor- I'm working this game, by the way. Oh, are you? I'm working. I'm doing the reporting, so I, I don't know. So yeah, keep an eye out for my hand. hand. <laughs> Tim, I've got a dare for you. I want yeah. to paint your nails. <laughs> no chance. No, let's. I'm going to just think- one. Sneak in, just one with a little <laughs> pinky. Go on, do do. So. I know. Why don't you get like our little podcast logo transfer on your um on your nail? Why don't you come and stand with me in the tunnel like you have done before at a sale I game? May, I may well do. I yeah. may well do. Anyway. I might be up for that. I, uh, sale... Oh, no, we, we can't, Jay. We're in... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're away. Yeah. Sale let themselves down, didn't they? Uh, a they little did. bit... Well, or Bath showed up well at the yeah. wreck. I think probably more Bath and Sale let themselves down. Sale have one speed, which is very, very good. But, not uh, away. Not away. 
from, what, from what I've read, Sale didn't get off the bus. Yeah, but for the they first still half got yeah. they still got two bonus points, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, but it was the first half an hour that let them down. Was it? Yeah. So didn't travel well. Uh, which has left the door ajar for Quins and uh, Quins to get back into the top six potentially. Or Northampton. Or, well, so, no, oh, sorry, Quins into top six. Into, into the top well, six. Uh, Leicester have got yeah. a couple of uh, tricky games. They've got Bath away. And judging by Bath's performance and Leicester's performance this week, that isn't going to be straightforward. And Sale have got... Um, Gloucester and... Irish? Yeah, I think Worcester or Leicester's other game as well. Sale have got uh, Newcastle away. Newcastle away, that's it. So, I mean... So, but this is Sale's last home game, and if they win this game, they will have remained unbeaten in, against every Premiership team at the AJ Bell Stadium, which, which will be very impressive, and I think they'll be going all out to do that, not least to, you know, to keep themselves in the hunt for a top six, and I think they'll win. Me too, me too. Any uh, try scorers to watch out for in that game? Um, will Addison. I'd go for Will Addison as well. I will say Nev. Nev? Oh, Nev. Nev. Uh, oh, yeah, Nev with his boyfriend to um, link up just before they <laughs> split up. I wonder if, um, I wonder if um, Sippers will take Nev with him. No, no Nev, Nev signed, signed a two-year deal. Nev signed oh, a new he? deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, we're not going to do this podcast, but next podcast I'm going to dig up the Instagram post of Nev and... Uh, and Danny in the car. Oh, Girls yeah. for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my best mate. He's my best mate. I liked that. I did. Killing it. Best mate. Killing it. I loved it. I loved that. Oh, um, so masculine. Next game. Next game. Leicester. Yeah, I'm glad we managed to talk about sippers and not mention the news this week. Anyway, let's, let's just keep that uh, away. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Leicester host Worcester. Leicester, uh, Leicester, Worcester, yeah, Leicester, Leicester. comfortably because they have to. Worcester, are a Nick, part Pete, of the, the, under, I could quite understand if they all had, you know, their mind on the beach. To be honest, yep. yes. Dean Ryan won't let them do that, but Leicester will still win. Yes, Leicester will win at home. Try scorers, uh, Beetham, Vianu, yes, Gonover, yes, put them all in. Yes, uh, and uh, Francois Hugard, if you're going to look for a Worcester try scorer, but give me give me those Leicester outside backs yeah they have two clubs or, this, this is the this is the Milo I reckon Cup, I reckon Thacker just hanging on the back of a driving oh. mall against Worcester or, or just running around everyone scorching in from 50 yards yeah. <laughs> either, either or, or. <laughs> doesn't matter Miles Benjamin Cup <laughs> yeah, he... yeah, it is. Miles Benjamin Memorial. Cup. He's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> He's certainly alive in my heart. Then Northampton host Bath. Northampton still with an outside chance of top four, although it's unlikely. But they need to cement top top six. Yes. So they'll win. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would go with that. Uh, try scorers. North. Uh, uh, is North injured or is he fit? I'm not seeing. He's always for, fit. Not seen him for a little while. He played last week. Did he? I'm sure he did. I'm not seeing. Yeah, George North is like one of the, the most active men in. I'll go in all for. The I'll go for Harry Malinder. Oh, Malinder. Mm. Okay. A, a rangy, uh, rangy try. Rocco de Guni uh, oh. has been scoring at will lately as well. So if Bath are going to score some tries, it's most likely through him. Sunday, 1 p.m. Exeter host Wasps. Toot toot oh, for the tries. Repeat of the quarterfinal. Just pick as many players from this team as you can. That's, yeah, uh, this could be a this try on. fest. Uh, Exeter for me, please. I'm going to go Exeter at home. I'm going to go Exeter at home. Which with w- revenge. So, ah, so wasps are currently in second place. So Exeter at home would leap would make them leap from. It's them. important. This very important. Very important game. Very important. Exeter have had a week off, week of rest. They're at home. Give me Exeter. 
I'm going for Exeter and you would go 2-2 and I would not go James Short who has shaved that beautiful luxurious ah. beard off and just like when Jack Berger went by Jack Berger's incredibly high standards Jack Berger went a bit a bit off the boil when he uh, shaved his head yeah J- Jamie Elliott hasn't scored in a bit has he no he hasn't uh, Irish Holoquins uh, yeah Irish Quins say. I might be at this game as well oh, really? I don't know yet I might be bobbing over to watch this one interesting uh, in a work capacity possibly but I don't know yet anyway so, Irish are not officially relegated no and Harlequins, they've got top six to play for, yes. but they can't get. Uh, they could mathematically they could. get top four, but but they'll be able to see what sale. But after the name their team beforehand, I think the Quins are going to go all out to win it. Um, yeah, and Quins can be devastating on their day. Yeah, if it's their day, Quins will. I'm oh, I'm going to I'm going to say Irish. I'm going to say Irish. You say Irish. If Irish get a five point win, it would put them uh, one point behind Newcastle, who've got Saracens, who travel to Saracens. Oh. So Newcastle are getting no change from that game. So it's not over for Irish. So it's I the longest I... longest death of any team I've, I've, I've ever <laughs> encountered. But yeah, okay. So maybe Irish gets something out of this. I doubt it. I'm going to go Harlequins. And go Irish, come on, Irish. Uh, I mean, neutral, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, I think I think Irish with Ale- Alex Lewington. Irish and Lewington or Maitland, both good players. Quinns, if you're going to pick someone, I mean, Visser is on very good form. Mm. Jamie Roberts' try on Friday night was quite nice. Mm. The uh, it was from more from than an three un, yards. from an uncharacteristic, uh, uncharacteristic six meters. But then I think the next carry he did, he made no Minus yards, three. so he just, just, just yeah. <laughs> equalised it, <laughs> balanced it all out. Right, um, and then Saracens, Newcastle, Saracens, Good and Good and Ashton. Yeah, Ashton, Ashton, a good one. Pro twelve action, please. Pro twelve. Just eager, who, eager for this, Jay. Just tell me who Connacht um, are playing, and then we'll just uh, wrap, wrap up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, in reverse order, Dragons host Scarlets on uh, Saturday That'll as part of the, du- the double header. That'll be a good game. 60, double header, sixty thousand yeah. fans. Fine. Um, Ulster host Leinster. Nice. Uh, which uh, will which be a good game because Ulster, Ulster. Needs to, Ulster needs to secure top four. Ulster. Uh, Cardiff host Ospreys. I'll go Ospreys. Ospreys as well. Munster host Edinburgh. I think Munster. Oh, Munster have been a bit Munster. of a shambles, really, but I'll go for them at home. Yeah, Munster at home. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Glasgow hosts Zeba. Oh, it's a tough one to call that. <laughs> I don't know. I'll come back to that. I'll have a think about that one. Keep an eye on Rugby po- at Rugby Podcast. We'll have a think long and hard about that fixture and let you know in due course. As well as uh, Treviso hosting Connacht. Oh, so hard to pick. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, and how? Uh, tell me about Connacht in the actual league. How far ahead are they? Well, they're not ahead. No, they're they're, level, they're, they're level. They're level, level with Leinster, but they're currently in second place. On, so Leinster have got Ulster uh, hope, wins, so I believe. Ulster will hopefully beat Leinster, and Connacht will definitely do do the business against one of the Italian teams. Yeah. So Leinster, Leinster need to win away at Ulster in order to uh, try and secure um, a home semi final. Ulster need to win in order to s- secure top four. So that's yeah. going to be a good game. It will be. Uh, so that's out of, and Scarlet's at fifth. So realistically, we're not looking at a Welsh team cracking the top four, are we? Well, if Scarlet's win and Ulster lose to Leinster, then it's back in Scarlet's hands. Yep. So it, it's not. It's not after the start they had. Uh, they've gone well off the boil, though. Yeah. So now Scarlet's signing for next year this McNichol character who they've got from Chiefs. And I don't know if it's just because he's playing for Chiefs. Oh, is but that the winger? Crucial, yes. Oh, he's that incredible winger oh, no. we were talking about the no, other week. Oh, that's Damien McKenzie. Oh, McKenzie. Yeah. No, no, hang on. McNichol plays for Chiefs. Is it McNichol from Chiefs? I, I don't know. Have I got it completely wrong? Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Mc... Anyway. Yeah, fine. Anyway. What, what was your yeah, point? Yeah, you, you, you are right. Now you say Crusaders. Uh, uh, uh... <laughs> 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 Who someone reboot JB. Someone, someone completely irrelevant. Right, is okay, it... fine. Uh, right, so that's that. That's, that's that. Great, done. Uh, cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers to, to get involved in that and witness what everyone else is talking about. Statbacker.com. Go to the Egg Chasers League to win some uh, Aviva Premiership final tickets. Get yourself to iTunes and ACAST to subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes. Find us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast and keep in touch with me turning more and more into JB and JB now he's had a, had a child growing a heart and turning more and more I into just, me I just don't want people kicked in the head <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind the occasional little the occasional kick in the head and if yeah. you're going to kick it do it properly yeah, exactly yeah. And, and then sit out uh, campaign least... for real kicks yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah Johnny, Mc, Johnny McNichol uh, Crusaders winger so, but there is another McNichol who plays for Chiefs. Is there? Yes, I'm sure there is. There's Damien McKenzie, who we've spoke about, who looks awesome. And there can't be another one that, that, that plays for Chiefs. Just have a look at the Chiefs team. I, I need to resolve this. By next podcast, we will have this all sorted. We've probably yes. gone on far too long already. Uh, thanks for listening, and um, we very much appreciate you listening. And if you're still listening now, you <laughs> are incredible, and we thank you. And, well done. Um, well done. Uh, well done. Um, and we'll see you next time in a bit. Bye-bye, Tim. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.